0: Welcome back world, Jay's world rolls on with female fandom and it's going to be a great topic today. We have some young ladies who I follow on social media and they do an amazing job of keeping me updated about the sports teams they support. So today we're going to ask them questions about what's going on. We have four people from across the country. We have Sheila, she's coming to us by way of graduating from the Alabama Crimson Tide. She's a big Alabama fan. We have Kelly as well. Kelly's a Penn State fan. We also have Amy out of Morgantown, so we're not gonna tell you which team she supports. We'll just let you guess. Although these ladies also support more than one team, and we also have Jessica. Jessica's story is amazing. I saw it on Grind City Media about a month ago, and she doesn't have her board with her that she had on that particular show, but she has the information in her head, so she's going to share her story about how she came to love and support all of the 1700 teams that she currently supports today. But we're gonna start with Sheila, an Alabama graduate. And the question is very simple, Sheila. Did you care anything about the Crimson Tide before you stepped on campus?
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, So that's always like the funny misconception is people always think that Alabama fans don't give a care in the world about the team until they go to the school or because they started winning. Um, So my dad is an Alabama fan which I don't understand how that happened because he grew up in Pennsylvania, but that's a different story there. So I grew up watching Alabama games and just eating, breathing, sleeping Alabama football. So I'm pretty sure my dad would have disowned me if I went with any other team other than Alabama. Um, but yeah, I was 1000% a fan before I went on campus. I went through all the Mike Shule years. So I know the struggle bus with Alabama.
0: I was actually working in Huntsville covering Alabama while Mike Shula was the head football coach. Small world. Small world. We also have Kelly. Yeah, it was a dark dark cut. Those those years were not that good. Those years for me were good when I went to the Plains because Auburn had Cadillac, Carnell Williams, and Ronnie Brown, two first-round running backs. So they were pretty good to cover, and I'd much rather go down to see them drive to Tuscaloosa to cover Mike Shuler but I won't publicize that. We also have Kelly who's a Penn State alumna and her career has allowed her to travel to numerous markets so Kelly tell us which teams you support and why.
2: Um, similar to Sheila I grew up a Penn State fan my sister went there my sister's 10 years older than I am and so I just thought everything she did was the coolest. Um, And that was kind of a a no brainer when it came time for me to go to school. I didn't apply anywhere else, which my parents were really, really unhappy about. Um, But it was, that was it. It was, I stepped on campus as a potential student. I was sold, and games were, I missed family weddings. I missed, you know, big family functions to make sure that I could attend. Penn State games. Um, I'm sure I'm on some lists in the family for that one, but that's okay. Um, I've lived in West Virginia, Cincinnati, Nashville, Orlando, and then came back to Cincinnati. Um, I am originally from Pittsburgh, so that makes the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh fandom um, almost non-existent. However, I do really love the Reds, which I will probably get murdered if I set foot in Pittsburgh and said that Uh, but the Reds organization treated me really well as a member of the media they were you know really friendly really fan friendly and they were fun to cheer for it was a couple really exciting years the Reds were in it Um, so obviously I am a Pittsburgh sports fan the Reds are my exception in Cincinnati Uh, love the Preds which made things very interesting when it came to the Preds Pens Stanley Cup uh, I didn't sleep for a month, I don't think, which was completely worth it. Um, and then Orlando, I kind of follow Orlando soccer, but I'd have to say Cincinnati soccer team is my, is my soccer team. It kind of goes all over the place. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But that's okay. It makes it fun.
0: An hour, 20 minutes away of Pitts, from Pittsburgh is where Amy's located. So she's familiar with Morgantown. She's familiar with Pittsburgh. So Amy, tell us which teams you support and why.
3: I am a dyed-in-wool Penguins fan. I love the Penguins. I, it actually, loving the Penguins got me into hockey as a whole. Now, like, especially during quarantine, you know, the NHL was one of the first ones to go back, and I was watching everyone play hockey. I just, I love the sport. It's awesome. So yeah, I'm a Penguins fan. I'm a Steelers fan because my dad was a Pittsburgh native and grew up a Steelers fan. I'm a Pirates fan because when I was little, my grandparents who lived here in Morgantown, I'd come spend the summers with them and we'd sit on the back porch and listen to Bob Prince call the Pirates games. I just told everybody how old I am. And uh, actually got to see, they'd always take me up to one game a summer, got to see Roberto Clemente play, which is a blessing. Um, I am not actually a WVU alumni. (laughs) Everybody thinks I am, but I'm not. Um, I went to Cincinnati and Akron for college. Uh, I've taken a few classes at WVU, but I work in athletics here. Uh, Spent my summers here when I was a kid. And my grandparents always had season tickets to the Mountaineers for football. So yeah, as a Morgantown native, you root for the Mountaineers. It's just the way it is. I was, I was born into
0: it. You know, this has nothing to do with my particular show, but it just dawned on me when she used the term season tickets. I want to tell you about her husband's heart. I met her husband near my office in Morgantown one day, along with her, and we were just talking about his polo shirt, which looked really amazing, and I wanted to find some swag from WVU. Fast forward to football season. Her husband is a freelance photographer and he's on the sideline shooting. Look at that picture behind her. Now he's, he's shooting pictures. He just shooting and shooting and shooting. I'm on the sideline and we strike up a conversation and out of the blue, he says, one of these games, why don't you go up there and sit with my wife? We've had season tickets forever, but I never sit with her because I'm down here shooting just like, just out of the blue just gave me generosity and i believe that next home game i was up there sitting with his wife have no idea who WBU was playing uh but i was in a foreign town um i met two great people and um they invited me to go hang out with them and it was pretty cool so shout out to you and your husband amy for that um last but not least we have jessica who was out of memphis and you have the floor, young lady. So w- right now, you can tell us the history of your sports fandom, and you don't have to worry about a producer telling you to wrap it up. I want you to tell us the long story.
4: Okay, I didn't. I never knew this was such a loaded question, um, and I'd never been forced to really articulate my sports fandom before. But I'm part of this new show called Rise and Grind on Grand City Media, and Suddenly, people weren't understanding which teams I supported, and so I had to go into it, and it's super weird, but we'll start at the beginning, and I will try to go as quickly as possible, (laughs) even though I don't have to go as quickly as possible. Um, I was born in Toledo, Ohio, and when I was born, my dad was the commissioner of the Mid-American Conference, but that was just for a hot second. I was a little baby. And my grandpa on my mom's side was a scout for the Buffalo Bills. So he was a scout for about three decades until he passed away. So I was born into Bills fandom on that side. I had like the Mac in my life and my dad being in college athletics administration presented like a very weird thing because you don't root for a team, you root for a conference. So you have a whole bunch of teams, no matter what those teams are. So he ended up taking a job with the Western Athletic Conference, which moved us to Denver. And that's where I spent most of my younger years. So I'm a fan of all the teams of the WAC, like Boise State, Fiesta Bowl is my greatest sports moment of my life. Have I been to Boise like three times? Uh, University of Hawaii, Nevada, Fresno State, San Jose State, all those good schools. And then through Denver, I was a fan of the Broncos, the Rockies, the Colorado Avalanche were big in the early 2000s. Those were the days, Peter Forsberg, Jeff the good times. Um, and then so, the, but I'm also like a Bills fan still. So that's kind of weird with football. And then my mom is a big Pac-10 fan turned Pac-12 fan. And she's a UW season ticket holder. She now lives in Seattle, Washington. She loved USC. I ended up going to USC. Oh, I also went to UCLA basketball camp as a kid. But since I went to USC, we excommunicate UCLA from my fandom. That's the only one that I just completely slice out of the equation now. Um, So I go to USC. I'm a fan of all West Coast schools because East Coast bias is real. So we all have to stick together and support our West Coast love out there. Um, I also, because of my dad being with the Western athletic conference, it's like, I wasn't allowed to say the word mid-major growing up. It was like a swear word. It might as well be the F word. And so I'm a fan of like all little teams. And so in, in a March madness situation, I'm a fan of any lower seed, no matter who it is. So I can adopt them anytime I want. I graduated from USC. I took my first job in the Tri-Cities, Washington, which is like three hours east of Seattle. I got really into high school sports there because that's what you do in a small market. And so I still support all of those high schools, Walla Walla, Richland, Pasco, Kamiakin. Shout out out to all those. Davis, Cooper Cup last night, product of A.C. Davis High School in Yakima, Washington. All about that life. Um. So I'm all in on that. I kind of become like a fringe Seahawks fan. But then my fiance, who is a massive, he grew up in the Bay Area, and he's a psycho fan. So for his happiness, because like happy future husband, happy life, um, I have to become like a 49ers, Giants, Warriors. He went to Syracuse, Syracuse. I just support his team. He doesn't support my team, so it's really unfair. But it's just, it is what it is. And... And I end up coming to Memphis and so then I adopt all of Memphis's teams and the Tigers and I now work for the Grizzlies um, and all the high schools here. So because of my situation as a child, oh sorry, see they all run together. My dad in 2012 leaves the WAC for the Sunbelt Conference so then I adopt all the Sunbelt schools so Coastal Carolina, what's up, it's a great season to be a Chanticleer. Uh, and that teal turf so yeah so that sums it up and I can see why people think it's very weird and lose track of what teams I support but it is many and it makes sports more fun.
0: (laughs) Let me ask you this before covering and working for the Memphis Grizzlies basically did you have an NBA team that you supported?
4: I was like no one was really a Nuggets fan in Denver during the years that I grew up there like we had Carmelo Anthony years and that was fun and good and great but I don't know. I don't know if it was just me. I played basketball too, but I was always way more of a college basketball fan. And I think a part of that is a byproduct from my parents weren't big NBA fans. um, So I just didn't spend a ton of time. I think I could count on one hand how many Nuggets games I went to growing up. But you best believe that I have adopted them and will claim them as they continue to emerge as a little bit more of a Western Conference threat once more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about bandwagon fans
4: There's a difference between me and bandwagon band.
0: (laughs) So she talked about her fiance. We have a young lady on this screen who was married during a pandemic and her name is Kelly. Kelly, does your husband know what he was getting married to in terms of your passion and love for sports?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it it happened pretty quick. Uh, I think we started dating in a July ish. So we went right into college football season, like actually dating. So he saw, he saw firsthand and back to Amy's Penn Fred's dilemma. uh, He grew up never watching hockey. So like, he didn't know anything about hockey, but he's from Knoxville, Tennessee, but he's a Georgia fan. So, Jessica, I completely understand, like, the confusion. How do you go to Tennessee <laughs> and you're a Georgia fan? It's something in the family I don't understand, but he um, he grew up not watching hockey. It just wasn't really a thing for, for Tennesseans until the team showed up in Nashville. Jay, what was that, 98? Yep, yep. 98. And um, so the Penguins had won the Stanley Cup the year before, and I had a blast with it. I mean, I went crazy. It was fun. The Preds had made a nice little run, but it, it that ended. And I got to go ahead and root on my, my penguins uh, without any kind of pushback. Then all of a sudden the next year when it was penguins Preds, he starts chirping at me. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. You've never watched a hockey game in your life. And he's like, Aventi Malkin, this guy's good. Where'd he come from? And I was like, Sweetheart, the man's been playing hockey for the last eight years. Like, go away. Like, you can't (laughs) yell at me about hockey. And he'd be like, Sidney Crosby sucks,
1: Sidney Crosby sucks.
2: I think we actually had, like, some of our first real fights over the Penguins, Preds, whole series. And I was like, I I will leave you on a street corner in Nashville, and you can figure out how to get home. But I'm not doing this. I mean, we hated each other. Uh, And that's what was crazy, is I was kind of rooting for both teams because I had just gotten to enjoy a Stanley Cup as a Penguins fan. Professionally, I really wanted to cover a Preds parade and the celebration for work, so I was having a good time with that, but yeah, no, keynotes. the only other time we really get into fights about it is when he tells me that Penn State should just not win because they don't cover the spread, and then I lose my mind, like, I don't, I'm like, that's not how this works. You don't get to cheer against my team because you're not going to win money but it's been uh, it's pretty interesting we fight about the SEC Big Ten thing a lot I didn't have a whole lot of uh, ground to stand on this year when the Big Ten was like yeah we're gonna hold off on the season and he's like we're the SEC we do what we want I'm like okay, yeah whatever like, I heard this Saturday we were fighting about whose commercials were better and I was like okay well <laughs> rational things rational things
0: now, I am really confused. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kelly.
2: It's marital blitz. You know, honeymoon phase thinks they're great.
0: Now, Kelly, again, this has nothing to do with my show, but I know you have a daughter named Penny. Penny's a dog. Oh, yeah. That's not Penny that I'm barking, is it?
3: I'm sorry. No, those are my dogs. The UPS guy is here. <laughs> <laughs> I sequestered myself in the back of the house as far as I could, but I have. Three sixty-five pound dogs, and they all get going, and yeah, it's noisy. I'll turn off my microphone for a minute till he leaves.
2: You're listening to Jay's World podcast. You can email the show and suggest topics for an upcoming episode. Email Jay at j.gilmore at memphis.edu.
0: So now we're going to talk to Sheila and ask her a question on something I learned while I was working in Huntsville, and what it basically is is. You have to pick a side. You're either on the plane supporting Auburn or you are in Tuscaloosa rolling with the tide, period. However, I am and remain an objective journalist, so I really don't care. I just want to cover great sporting events. With that said, when is the last time you cheered for Auburn and do you like Charles Barkley, Bo Jackson, or Bruce Pearl?
1: Um, So the last time I cheered for Auburn was never, never in my life have I ever cheered for them. They were in the 2010 National Championship, and I was begging Oregon to come out with a win, and I was sad when they didn't. I was elated when Florida State beat them in 2013, I think it was. Um, Yes, so the answer is never. I've never rooted for Auburn. Um, I continue to troll Auburn on my social media. That is... (laughs) Sports is the only thing that I kind. this might be bad. Sports is the only thing and Alabama football is the only thing that I do, I do not hide my bias on. Um, I keep it, I keep it PG because it is uh, my work social media, but um, I will take Charles Barkley. He's, I, I will give credit when credit is due. He's a baller. Um, I mean, I guess I could give credit to Bruce. I don't really follow basketball, but he has turned their team around in a very quick manner so I give him props there but never will you ever see me rooting for Auburn um not even when they made it into the sweet 16 I think the final four I know I it's just it's a it's kind of a I don't want to say it's against me as an Alabama fan but any Alabama fan you speak to will say the exact same thing they never root for Auburn no matter what the situation is um so yeah and it's it's funny because the state is literally split anybody who is south Um, in South Alabama they're all Auburn because they're closer to that and then anyone up in North Alabama is all Alabama because they're closer to Tuscaloosa and then like Central Alabama is kind of like split between Alabama and Auburn obviously you have the Tuscaloosa people with Alabama but then uh, yeah it's it's interesting I get into a lot of arguments with uh, friends who are Auburn fans because they're like well you should support the home team because Auburn's in Alabama and I'm like no, because you guys don't support Alabama when we're in their championship. You just trash us. So the, the, the feeling is going to be mutual, and we're going to return it when you try to – if you don't support us in the championships, then we're not going to support you either.
0: Amy, Twitter can be an awful place. <laughs> all, all five of us know that what I just said is true. Um, what's life like on Twitter, Amy, for a female sports fan?
3: you know i tend to tweet positive things i don't trash talk on twitter um well i don't trash talk when i tweet about sports and my, <laughs> <I'm>, my politics <laughs> tends to get a little ugly but um and i think i should clarify here that i do not my twitter account is personal i do not tweet on behalf of wvu athletics so we'll we'll just get that out of the way right now um but generally, I'm all about positive, positive reinforcement, positivity. I think some of that comes in, um, comes with working in college athletics. You know, I, I know what the kids go through. I know what the athletes go through. And we, we, we need to keep everything positive.
0: And you know what the 65 so, pounds dogs go through when the doorbell rings? <laughs>
3: Sorry, the only other option was in the basement in the man cave where my husband lives with the video games and it smells funky so i just couldn't down there (laughs) not to mention i wouldn't have been able to do video either because he never cleans it up
0: i'm on the side with sheila it works like hey i'm the host this is my world i'm not (laughs) complaining it's all good
3: (laughs) but as far as as far as twitter i don't i don't get feedback there might be some occasionally some fun you know banter back and forth but and the other thing is is the people who follow me on Twitter are fans of the same teams I am so there's there's not much of that occasionally there'll be dialogue um oh, you know, I you guys don't trash talk Ben. He's just having a rough day or, you know, he took that hard hit and you'll be like, well, yeah, but he's a professional athlete. And you should be able to suck it up. But that's the worst, it's, worst it ever gets,
0: honestly. Kelly, is yours a little different? Because I know when we first met, I tried to give you some Michigan tips and there were some responses that you never responded to. Like, I felt like we, our, our relationship was over if I would mention Michigan during the Penn State Michigan week. Like, tell me about your interactions.
2: Well, this year I'd chime in because, shoot, both of them are just a dumpster fire. Um, but you know, it comes back and forth. Like, you you obviously get those people. I now that I live in Cincinnati, I'm pretty quiet about my Pittsburgh home base and the love that I grew up with with Pittsburgh sports. So, you know, people that know me obviously are very aware that I didn't just drop out of the Sky in Cincinnati, um, but I certainly don't talk about it as I sit here with like my Pittsburgh hat and like all this stuff all around me. Um, but yeah, like every once in a while I'll post something and people get snotty or snappy, You know, that's part of the fun of sports. The trash talk for me is fun for the most part. Like if people are going to just go back and forth, like I don't mind that. I live an hour and a half from Ohio State. I absolutely hate Ohio State. Like I couldn't hate a school more than Ohio State. But I'm like fun about it. Like they're an incredible team. I would be stupid to pretend like they aren't good at what they do. So I'm a reasonable fan for the most part. I certainly get passionate. Um... I am not a James Franklin fan, which lately has been getting me a few trolls that, because I've been tweeting since 2016 that I don't like James Franklin. And so, uh, you know, I get the guys that are like, you just sound like an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, really? Do I not? They're oh and what right now? Like, I think I'm probably, I was onto
4: something before. I'll take him. I'll take him at USC. We'll take him. Please.
2: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You can have him. I want Luke Fickle, but we got a $38 million buyout at Penn State, so I don't think anyone's taking him anytime soon. Did you just
0: say 38?
2: Yes. Yes, I did. I wish I didn't because everyone's like, oh, well, now you'll be happy because they're going to get rid of James Franklin. I'm like, no, they aren't. Um, You know, being a Penn State and Steelers fan, like uh, we don't know what it's like to get new head coaches. I think I figured in my lifetime the two teams together until – Kind of around the same time had had five head coaches. Like collectively, you know, we're we're teams that historically keep head coaches when it comes to football for uh, probably too long, some would say. Uh, but it's just one of those things that I think people are gonna like chirp at you on social media. And for the most part, I try to have fun with it. Every once in a while, especially if I've had an adult beverage or two, I probably maybe get a little more snarky than i would on the average time but yes i do tweet from a professional account so i gotta usually not respond to people like you or um try to ignore it as best i can
0: (laughs) jessica i'm sure you heard i'm in the
1: same boat as you kelly if i have one too many drinks oh my goodness i i actually move my phone so i don't tweet especially if it's in the middle of an Alabama game and we're losing and then I do and then I increase my drink count so then I definitely hide my phone because I will angry tweet during an Alabama game. Yeah.
3: I can't drink when I watch the Mountaineers. You, gets... might the, you might be the only person in West Virginia who says that. <laughs> <laughs> I might drink afterwards but I can't drink during the game because I gotta stay focused. I think those games.
2: Those are a wild crowd. <laughs>
0: Jessica, so you heard Kelly try to embarrass me with her 1998 Predators pop quiz. Um, I feel like Sheila almost did the same thing with the 2010 reference to Auburn. How do you handle men trying to put you on the spot because you are the only one who gets paid to talk about sports every day? And I bet you there are some assholes out out there that want to know what happened in 1987, September 5th, and they want to know if you know about it.
4: Only the occasional Memphis journalism student will come out and <laughs> <after> that. And <laughs> I, when I talked to Jay's class this year, there was one of those with some very random stats of like, who was your favorite player in the 2001 NBA finals? And I was like, dude, I do. I think I said, I don't give an F. And my dad got really mad at me for saying that to a class of college students, but it was true. <laughs> um, bottom line is it's like, you just can't care for the most part. Like I feel like at this point in the fine year of twenty twenty and there's obviously still a lot of room to grow, but it has trended in a better direction. Where like if you are a intelligent male sports fan, you recognize that there are equally intelligent female sports fans out there who can like go tit for tat, have the full conversation, whatever. The cool thing about my show is that it's forced me to really be tapped into every single sport. Like I was kind of floating around on a couple things. And now like we talk about everything every morning. So you better know your names, you better know random facts that you can come back and throw at just about everyone. Um, but I've never gotten caught up in like the Jeopardy style sports fan situation. Just, my brain doesn't work that way. Like if you refresh my memory, we can have a great conversation about it. But if you just throw out a random date and are like, how was this series? I really don't know. And I'm not very good. I'm, I admittedly am not good at pulling it off the top of my head. Now, the one exception, I will say the 2016 Rose Bowl between USC and, uh, was that 2016 or 2017? See, I still don't, I, can't, I try and I can't even do it. But I was gonna say, I, that's the one experience. I'm not a good fan, period, other than USC. My fiance jokes like I don't know how to clap at games. I don't know how to cheer because I always had to be neutral. Um, I sat in press boxes when I was a kid, and I used to like grind my elbows into the like linoleum or whatever they make press boxes out of, I don't know. Um, And I would like get rashes on my elbows because that's how I took out all my energy. But the one exception was the USC Penn State Rose Bowl, and we were sitting in the Penn State section accidentally. We did not mean to be there, and I had, had this wild travel day. I didn't get there until the third quarter. USC was down at half. I was like, oh, I really hope they come back. And we were wild in that Penn State section and they hated us and they did not hide that they hated us, but we did not hide that we were
2: excited. So that's anyway. okay. The next, the next day I got the Fox 17 and I had roses on my desk in the spelling out USC from Eric Alvarez to Jay, you might remember, but uh, yes. So I got to, I got to live that one for a while after that.
4: Well, that was our last happy memory as USC football
0: fans, so. You talk about, you mentioned the roses on the desk. You mentioned to me what fandom is about, supporting your team, supporting your school. He's a USC guy. You're a uh, PSU gal. And it's all fun and games. It's all fun and games. Amy, what is the best part about sports in general for you?
3: I would have to say the unifying factor, Um, being at a game or even on social media, watching a game from home, you have friends who may not exist in any realm other than the fact that you all root for the same team. I have people I communicate with regularly on Twitter, DM and everything, you know, we'll get in conversations. No idea who these people are. I think they're WVU alumni. <laughs> I mean, they, they seem to trend that way. But I feel like they're my virtual friends. And we were brought together because we are Mountaineer fans. So that's that's the greatest thing about sports, period. I mean, I here here is an anecdote. I call men's and women's soccer at Dick Tulesk at WVU. And we were in the, it was the last game. What would that have been? That would have been the elite eight round, although that's not what they call it in collegiate soccer. We're, we're getting ready. We had an amazing team. It was 2010, our women's team. We're getting ready to play for the national championship. I'm in the press box. It's an NCAA tournament. It's the only time I have to be neutral. The rest of the time, you, you guys are talking about being neutral. Just NCAAs is when I have to be neutral. The rest of the time, I can be a homer um but our deputy athletic director was standing behind me in the press box we're doing the 10 second countdown tears are streaming down my face because we're we're gonna win but i'm trying to keep it out of my voice everybody in the stadium who saw me afterwards told me i was a miserable failure (laughs) they could hear it they could hear it in my voice at least we made an effort but our deputy ad was digging her fingernails into my shoulder because we were so excited. Consequently, although a team does not usually take its home stadium PA announcer to the national championship with them, she found an excuse, a workaround that Steve and I both, my husband and I both got to travel with the team. He took pictures. I was just there to do whatever they needed me to do. So it's, it's that unifying factor and it's, it's the emotion of it. That that's, that's what it is.
0: Awesome. Absolutely amazing. I'm going to go to Sheila with this next question, but by show of hands, how many of you are in some sort of a fantasy league?
3: I'm not allowed to be Rick Neuheisel
0: rule. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) This is the first year that I'm not. And it just was too crazy in the news world at work for me to focus on that. But I love it and hate it.
1: Yeah, this is my first. This is my first time ever doing fantasy, and I just got my ass kicked on Sunday when I thought I was going to win thanks to Robert Woods uh, yesterday going off, and I was like, man. And then the Bucks defense did nothing for me, so I was like, well, great. <laughs> so I got my ass kicked, and I was so close to winning.
4: I'm in four. It's a downgrade from the six I was in last year.
0: Are you the president or commissioner?
4: No, but Chris, Chris is the commissioner. of. I've been in a league with him and his fraternity friends since college, which I won my first three years in it. I won the first three years, which was a great start to our relationship. Um, but no, no, I've had a really tough – it's been a tough fantasy year. I lost a game yesterday by one point because um, Mike Evans got that one point on that Brady – that was ruled illegal, and then they wiped the penalty, so it still counted as uh, – because McVeigh said no. I was just so sad. <laughs> I'm still not over it. And in another league, I had – sorry, I have so many, and problems were abound this week. Someone got to play Taysom Hill as their tight end because ESPN stinks. And then I had Taysom Hill in my other league, which is called Sleeper, but you couldn't play him as a tight end in that league. So, like, what's the
2: point? It's <laughs> bad. Yeah. That Taysom Hill thing screwed a lot of people up.
1: I will say it helped me out. Thankfully, my boyfriend was like, the the next day after they announced him, he was like, go get Taysom Hill because you can play him as a tight end. Um, So he got me 20 points. But then that's the, he was, him and Patrick Mahomes were the only two people who did anything significant for my fantasy league.
3: I did get a text from my brother-in-law a couple weeks ago. He says, he lives in upstate New York. He says, okay, I have, um, Deontay Johnson and Claypool both in my fantasy league he goes I know you're more dialed in than I am who do I start I said okay Deontay got the scores last week so they're gonna go you're go with Claypool this week and he won he won his game (laughs) but the cool thing was was he texted me and asked me
0: (laughs) absolutely no doubt no doubt You know, speaking of,
4: we can't talk. Sorry, we can't talk about fantasy football in our household. Like some women are like concerned about their husbands' phones with like other things, but he hides fantasy football research from me, and like I just so like we can't. (laughs) (laughs) It's what defense are you streaming this week? What kicker are you streaming this week?
0: (laughs) Wow, Amy, I think your fandom is unique because, from the college perspective. You get a chance to have guys fly away and go start relate like Javon Carter. He's been on my social media feed the last couple of days. How is it for you to see Mountaineers excel at the next level?
3: I'm as proud as their mothers. (laughs) I did not. I'm not an NBA fan, but Javon is my all-time favorite WVU basketball player. Uh, I'm not so old that I was around when Jerry West played, so I should qualify that. But um, yeah, speaking of the Grizzlies, I followed the Grizzlies when he was with them, and then he went to Phoenix, and they just signed him to a big-ass contract, and I'm so happy for him. So yeah, I will I will follow um, when our guys go to the pros. I have become a Philadelphia Union MLS fan because we have two guys that I called their games when they were here and uh, Ray Gaddis and Jack Elliott, they play for the union who plays in the playoffs at eight o'clock tonight. So I'll be watching that game. So yeah, I do follow, I follow my players in the pros. I follow a bunch of women's European soccer teams um, because a lot of our women's soccer players go on to play pro but they tend to play in Europe and, and England. So I follow a lot of random women's soccer on Twitter. Obviously, I can't watch those. Uh, We had a bunch of players, women's soccer players on the Canadian national team. Um, My husband and I had matching uh, Canada red t-shirts during the Olympics and the World Cup. So yeah, it's really fun to watch them go on and do great things.
0: I'm going to put you three TV people on the spot. Do any of you watch women's sports?
1: Ooh, uh, guilty as charged. I actually don't. <laughs> I want. I feel like I should though, and I want to because I feel like sometimes they have the more exciting games over um, the men's teams. I feel like, especially in basketball. Um, so I that I, I'm bad for that. I probably should, but yeah, no, I I, I don't.
2: <laughs> I'd say like. Obviously, the Women's World Cup I think is far superior when it comes to soccer, um, and I feel like the hype is bigger, and especially around here, Rose Lavelle is born and raised here, so everyone gets really amped up whenever they play or they do well, um, no matter what she's doing. And my husband loves women's softball; like we watch the College World Series, we watch the the women play too, and you know it is kind of a fun and interesting way to kind of support that side of it and. I mean, I would say he almost watches that. He just got home. Uh, almost watches that more than the College World Series. He's like more dialed into that for, for the most part. And it, especially with like the SEC schools, it's fun to watch how where they go and how far they go and all that fun stuff.
0: I watch a lot of women's softball. Of course, I support uh, Natalie Poole, the head softball coach at the University of Memphis. She was on yesterday's podcast taping of Women Who Work in Sports. Um, and I actually do watch women's college softball more than men's NCAA baseball. Jessica, as we wrap this up, what really grinds your gears about how the female sports fan is perceived?
4: I think the hardest thing... No, it's not even that hard. I just... I don't want any more jerseys where I'm only given an option for like the pink women's jersey or the rhinestone numbers on the back of a jersey. You know what? Like, I love me a good crop top occasionally. That's cool. But I just want to be treated like a normal fan. I don't want it to be, I wish we could get to a part where it's not like, let's have a women's fan celebration day. I know we, we need it right now because any extra boost is great. But like, can't we just all come together and be like, all right, men, women, we are all fans of sports. We're all watching the same games. We're all having the same conversations. Um, if, if Chris wants to wear a pink bedazzled Jersey, like then maybe I'll wear a pink bedazzled Jersey so we can match, but we don't. For need the,
2: that. for the record, I'm convinced that a man designs the women's wear cause it never <laughs> fits right.
4: No. At it's all. not never.
2: that's not how women's bodies are shaped. At least not mine. I don't There's know, so but many they're
4: never v- fit. So many like deep V necks for sports shirts
2: and
1: I'm like I, I never understand that either. And it's so frustrating. so I, like I have man. to get like two sizes bigger for it to actually fit my body. Yes, exactly. The stupidest thing. I agree
0: 100%. So ironically enough in today's research for today's episode I came across a 2013 Barstool Sports article that basically wanted to know what women hate about being perceived as such and such sports fans. And one woman said, I hate pink jerseys.
2: And I'm wearing a pink shirt! I love it. I just don't need it in my jersey. I'm wearing coral. It's not my team color.
1: Like, I, yeah. Right, I wear pink all the time for work, and I just feel like it shouldn't be like the generic thing that automatically, it shouldn't be like a one-thing-fits-all for women. Like, just because we're girls doesn't mean that we want to wear a pink jersey.
3: My favorite pieces of my fan equipment are a Steelers jersey and a Penguins jersey that my husband bought when he lived in Pittsburgh in the early '90s. It was so cool the first time I wore the Pittsburgh or the uh, Penguins one. We're walking from the parking garage up to Consol and get stopped on the street, and this guy goes, "Oh my God, it's such a great vintage jersey. Where'd you get that?" Blah blah blah, <laughs> and my husband goes, um, "I bought it at J.C. Penney in 1990."
2: the strip district it was the real deal
0: (laughs) I want to see if this particular phrase sparks any thought and if it does have at it how do you ladies feel about the kiss cam
1: (laughs) I feel like we just do that at sporting events to try to like appease women but it's like honestly if we're at a sporting event we want to be there so stop you don't have to do things to try to appease to us we will find a way to be interested. I mean, we wouldn't have gone there in the first place if we weren't, if we didn't want to be at the game, if we weren't interested in what was happening.
3: I feel the need to defend my sports marketing department. <laughs> the reason those are done, Jay, is because the crowd likes them. You put them up on the big screen during the game and you know, the crowd laughs at the reactions, and it keeps the crowd amped through the timeouts. There's lots and lots of other ones. The kiss cam is stupid, but by gum, the fans love it.
2: For the record, I also am anti the wave, but that's, uh, that, that I, you know, so, so it's not just the kiss cam. I just like the group participation thing sometimes make me a little uncomfortable.
4: My dad is so awkward. He'll sit during the wave and like cross his arms and he just yells, ban the wave. I'm like, oh, you're so embarrassing. (laughs) But now I've become that person, like we're becoming your parent. They have a masked kiss cam though in 2020, which is even worse.
0: So that does it for this edition of Jay's World. We've had four fascinating ladies join us, four fans of all sports, and they've accepted the challenge of watching more female sports. They're smart, they're informed, and today I'm smarter. Sure, I live in Nashville, but did I know the Predators arrived in 1998? No, thank you, Kelly. Did I know James Franklin had a $38 million buyout? Absolutely not, but he needs to stay put. People are getting laid off, losing jobs, and getting furloughed during this pandemic. Deal with it, Kelly, live in that misery. Ladies, thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Hey, it was
2: fun, thanks for having me. It was fun. Nice to meet all of you guys, you're awesome.
0: This is like a fun, a a new way
1: to connect with people that I wouldn't have otherwise. So, Jay, thank you. Awesome. Very, very on brand for
0: 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. For Kelly, Amy, Jessica, and Sheila, I'm Jay Gilmore. I appreciate you all.
2: Thanks for listening to Jay's World Podcast. Jay's World is brought to you by 5G Media and Gilmore Financial Services. Do you need your taxes
1: done? Contact GFS at Services at Comcast.net.